You're all very nice to be here on a chilly Milwaukee evening. Welcome to the annual meeting of the Milwaukee County Historical Society. I'm Stacy Terrace, the board chair of the society. The business portion of tonight's meeting will be brief so that we can give ample time to the county landmark committee's presentation. 2018 was an exceptionally productive year for the society, filled with many accomplishments, the most significant being the completion of the final phase of our multi-year restoration of this magnificent building you're sitting in tonight. Additionally, our executive director, Mae McCulley, and her exceptional staff put on many great exhibits, launched our award-winning remote museum, Bruce City MKE, that's located at the end of Third Old World, Third Street and Wisconsin Avenue. If you haven't been there yet, stop in, buy a beer, and take a tour. And we continue to enhance and increase our school outreach programs. Our membership is increasing, renewals are strong, and we continue to see an increase in outside funding to support our various programs. You have some fancy slides here. There we go. Good afternoon. I guess it's the evening. Day flies by. Um, and thanks for coming to the Historical Society this evening. Uh, we always take a time to just look back at the year. We're good at looking back. Um, but I'll end with looking forward a little bit too. Um, and then we'll move on to the landmarks piece. Uh, as you know, uh, every year is a busy year and this year was no different. Uh, I always say to myself, when things get back to normal, because we're always working on some project, and it took four and a half years to realize there is no normal. Every day is just a new crazy day. Um, and so I wanted to just um, oh, show you a little bit about what we did this year. Backyards to Big Leagues, uh, Milwaukee Sports History um, was our featured exhibit that opened in January and I think it was a real hit. Yeah, thank you. We scored uh, a home run. And uh, we had programs, we had vintage baseball players here, Family Day, Milwaukee Heritage Day again. And we were pleased to have the involvement of the Bucks, the Admirals, the Brewers, uh, and so many um, other minor league teams and such that supported and uh, helped us do programs and present. Um, so that was a, a great, well, I should have said it's a real hit now. Um, the other thing that we did, which was just done, is this is the beautiful cornice and building we have here. And it completed, after 15 years of restoration here, um, it was completed November 1st. And so uh, we are strong in many ways, and now the building too. And the cornice is no longer covered with our, our hairnet that it was for the past few years. And we're thrilled about that. The project was originally a $4.2 million um, estimated project. Uh, we believe it'll be about two and a half million that, um, by the time we're said and done, and it's a partnership with uh, the county. Um, and uh, on November 1st, we had an event to officially top it off, as we said, with the cornice, and we announced uh, that all donations towards the cornice and capital for this building through the next two years for that will be matched by David and Julia Eline up to uh, $200,000, which was really an amazing gift. Um, so. Uh, if you donate at the end of the year this year um, and you say it's for a cornice, it'll be matched, which is really wonderful. Um, our hope is to pay that off and then continue to 
um, work on telling the story of this building and preserving it for years to come. Uh, David himself is, of course, an architect who's worked on this for many years, and he tells me it's going to be good for 100 years, and I hope he's right. Uh, this is a picture of our warehouse, our lovely homey warehouse. And um, we moved the entire warehouse this summer and fall, and <laughs> we finished that the same day as the cornice. Uh, and what that is is um, a step forward in the right direction towards taking care of the assets here at the Society. We have more than 12,000 boxes of Milwaukee County records um, with more than a million documents, of which most often the archi archivist can find them in just a couple minutes, which is phenomenal. Uh, more than a million photographs related to Milwaukee County, and then 75,000 plus artifacts. Artifacts being the three-dimensional things that take up a lot of room. So uh, we were able to move this to an entirely new facility, which is a step up, and it's another step forward towards um, the best practices we can get to for caring for the, these items. The hard part of planning for this is not only are you moving these and making room for what you have, but we know that history doesn't stop, and people keep donating more. So um, it was also a, a process with this of cleaning out things that weren't um, best for us and were better for other museums. Um, this is our education program um, pictures, and um, I'm going to embarrass them a little bit, but I love when the students write to us afterwards and they draw pictures, and we always know which one is Ben because they're not quite sure how to handle the hair, and they put three hairs. <laughs> I love that. Um, and the, he shows them, you know, an um, old-fashioned telephone, and they just marvel at however would you dial that phone, and it's really a lot of fun. We recently began a campaign in the beginning of the year, and we're about a third of the way through the fundraising. And what we did is we formed a partnership with the Wisconsin Historical Society, who was sending a member of their staff down here to educate students in Milwaukee Public Schools about our history. It was called Hands on History. Funny thing, we had a program that we cleverly named Hands on History as well. And we were doing that, and we were kind of both working to do the same thing, but not together. So um, we are in the process of raising the funds to um, have an educator to be in the schools, and Mary Jo's already training to do that, um, and they will be representing both organizations in the schools, in this building, and at our site, Trimborn Farm. Um, and the goal is, is that in the uh, three years that we more than double the amount of students we serve. Because um, in the end, what we both recognize is that when students have an appreciation for where they live, they have a better understanding and they can grow up to be active, concerned, interested citizens. So we're thrilled with that. And while the money isn't all raised yet, we're going forth with what we have. And on January 1st, the program will begin. And it's my hope to actually hit our milestone much earlier than that and exceed it. And I think we will. We already have a ton of interest. Um, and a very neat thing about this program is how many first-generation students we, um, we serve because um, they have no clue where they are. Um, some have never seen the lake. So it's really a good thing to give them a grounding of what Milwaukee is and why we are what we are today. Finally, the Beer Museum. Uh, here we are with our literal 25-foot beer um, that stands on Wisconsin Avenue. Um, and we can now say uh, in this uh, year that it is an award-winning museum. It received the Downtown Attraction Award from uh, Milwaukee Downtown for 2018. We received um, 
an award for, um, from the Biz Journal. Uh, we were a finalist for um, the Social Enterprise. And um, Westtown Association also recognized us recently. And we're really pleased with that. We've um, reached thousands of more people, many of them convention goers and others who um, wound up in Milwaukee uh, and want to know something more. And it's really neat, too, because we have one of the beer, best beer selections in town representing a ton of breweries. Some of the breweries, the only place you can get their beer other than that is with us. And so it's also a neat place for people visiting Milwaukee who are downtown to get to try a bunch of different beers from around Milwaukee and learn about it without having to go out to all those places. And then finally, we're gonna look ahead a little bit and Santa Claus is coming here to town. Um, this coming weekend on Sunday, so we're looking forward to that. I'm looking at Santa Claus. He's with us right now. Um, and um, so we'll have him here uh, greeting kids. Uh, typically, um, we've been serving about 150 children um, on that day, so it keeps growing. Um, and it continues the tradition. Next thing is, is you're the first to hear it, literally. Uh, next week, the fourth edition of The Making of Milwaukee, um, which is the kind of book about Milwaukee history by John Gerda that we publish will come out to the public. Um, so uh, we expect to have the books on hand mid next week and they will first be able to be purchased next um, Saturday, a week from Saturday on the 8th at 11 o'clock. Uh, we'll have John here for a signing and he'll give a presentation called Into a New Millennium. What happened here is John said, no problem, we're almost out of books, I'll just update it. But he had no idea until he started writing of just how much has happened <laughs> since uh, the book left off. So the Pfizer Forum, um, the HOP, the uh, Northwestern Mutual Tower, all that is even in there. So it is literally as up to date as it can get. Um, and we're excited to offer that to the public. Um, a neat thing is, is it's also used as a, a book for students here. UWM uses it, Marquette High. So we're really pleased to be able to offer that with John um, as a publisher. And then finally, on January 16th, please come to a party. Uh, we will have to open How Dry I Am, Prohibition, Milwaukee. Um, and it's a good day, it's a Wednesday, because it's the 100th anniversary of the ratification of the uh, 19th Amendment. 18th Amendment. Um, and so we're ex excited to tell the history of Prohibition, Milwaukee. I think the first thing we all think about is the drinks, but it's so much more. It's when um, it was a really pivotal time here in Milwaukee, and so we're going to tell that whole story. But of course, um, a, a big interest will be, uh, you know, the, the dry side of it. Um, so we're excited to open that and definitely come back because we're transforming everything behind me in a very cool way, and I won't tell you why because you'll have to come back. So um, we're looking towards that. We're looking towards a really neat year of um, working on our historic sites, which there are four around town, um, finding you know, a future for our beer museum. And then finally, um, we'll talk about it, landmarks, our, our first kind of um, landmarked landmark uh, coming up. So I'm gonna uh, hand this over to Diane, but before I do, I want to thank our board, our staff, our members, and the people who come and support everything we do. Um, more than 25,000 people uh, are served by our mission directly, much less indirectly, each year. And I really believe that we are able to 
be a light and a place of celebration for Milwaukee and also to give people a way to move forward um, as you know, concerned and interested people who have an idea of our past. Uh, the Landmarks Committee of the Milwaukee County Historical Society began way back in 1974. The definition of landmark status um, is any site within Milwaukee County, including a building or structure of particularly historic or architectural or even cultural significance to the county, historic personages of important events in national, state, or local history, embodiment of distinguishing characteristics or notable work of a master builder, a designer, or an architect. So there's the definition of what we do as uh, landmarks. This year's Landmarks Committee consisted of Kevin Abing, Sandy Ackerman, Kurt Koning, uh, Randy Bryant, Mark Knapp, Mary Reed, and myself. The committee is very pleased to accept two new landmarks. If you're not familiar with the landmarks here, I would suggest you go to the Milwaukee County Historical Society's website, and there you will find the landmarks listed within 20 towns, villages, and cities of over 100 landmarks. They're all described with photographs. Nominations for landmark status includes a description of the site or characteristics, a summary of its known history, an explanation of its distinctive qualities, and one or more photographs. Nominations are submitted every January for consideration by the committee and in the spring and summer when uh, the committee then will visit and evaluate the sites. So the first landmark uh, award this year goes to the Women's Club of Milwaukee, of Wisconsin, I'm sorry. It's the Women's Club of Wisconsin. In 1887, a group of prominent Milwaukee women wanted to form a club where women could meet, learn, and discuss the issues of the day. To achieve their goal, they formed a joint stock company, the Antoninium uh, Corporation, and they sold enough stocks to engage George Bowman Ferry, a leading architect of the time. He designed, and finally it was built, an elegant Italian Renaissance-style building at 315 East Kilbourne Avenue. The building and its significant architecture inside and outside certainly are, shows that they deserve the award. The, the Women's Club history of Wisconsin is also interesting because it is the longest established private club in the city and the oldest women's club in America. 
nominated by member Marianne Beaumont, and the award will be accepted by the current president of the Wisconsin Women's Club, Joan Bruce. So my name is Joan Bruce. Um, as um, Diane said, I am the current president of the Women's Club of Wisconsin, and I am very much pleased to accept this award on behalf of our members. We have a beautiful building. We would love to show it to any of you if you are interested. Um, thank you, Marianne, for the nomination, and Janice Marcus, a fellow member, is here with me to accept the award. Um, Diane stole most of what I was going to say. We are the longest functioning women's club in the US. Um, we are very proud of our building. We are proud of the work that we do in the community. Um, we actually um, have a foundation. We give grants away every year. We have a community outreach committee that um, does hands-on um, work in the community um, in order to support the needs of our community. So thank you. The second landmark this year goes to the site of a public lynching in Milwaukee on September 6, 1861. Since becoming a nation, the United States has failed to fully address racial injustice. Most of us are aware of the thousands of African Americans who had been lynched between 1850 and the 1950s. Most people here in Milwaukee think that because Wisconsin fought on the Union side in the Civil War, that lynching would not have occurred here. Almost 200 years of ignorance is enough. George Marshall Clark was lynched by a mob near the northwestern corner of Buffalo and Water Street in 1861. The Landmarks Committee, and if you don't know exactly where that is, I believe it's the Shake Shack. It's right outside that area where that happened. <laughs> um, the Landmarks Committee has decided to memorialize permanently the tragic events in our city's history. The County Historical Society will place a substantial landmark at the corner of Water and Buffalo next year. This award is usually the end of a landmark process, but this singular event will be followed by spe a special presentation unlike previous landmarks. We will work, uh, the society and the committee will work with our partners uh, to make sure that, uh, and also, we'll also work with uh, the Memorial of Peace and Justice in Montgomery, Alabama, to make sure that the Clark lynching is recorded correctly. Research on this nomination was done by committee member, staff historian, and author, Kevin Abing. It was nominated by Lee Motz. Thank you, mm -hmm. all right. Mm -hmm. 
So I wanted to end this meeting by talking about um, the site of the lynching and how we are gonna move forward with this process. This will be on display here at the Society until a marker is erected. Um, as Diane mentioned, this is a unique process for um, this landmark due to the fact that um, it is the site of an event um, and that obviously that site has a building and such on it now as well. Um, so we have reached out to um, partners at the Legacy Museum in Alabama and they are looking to eventually have, if you will, a network of these markers around the country. We have heard back from them that this is a new process for them and that they are no, not able yet to uh, obtain um, or do the registration for these. Uh, part of that being verifying the facts that we have um, in our archives to um, make it a nationally recognized site. So we will pursue that process, but thought it important that we, in the meantime, pursue our own marker um, so that this is um, marked sooner than later. Um, so the Landmarks Committee will work with the Society, the Department of Public Works, um, and others to make this a reality. We expect that the sign um, will be up, um, we'd like it by the summer of 2019, and there would be a ceremony at that time to unveil the marker and to officially um, recognize this event in Milwaukee County's history beyond the actual designation here today. So at this point, it is officially designated by the Landmarks Committee, but we will mark it um, with a metal marker um, that'll stand tall at that location um, in the summer. Um, and we welcome any questions to the Landmarks Committee about that. So um, in, in the meantime, this will be on display here. Um, I'd like to end the meeting by thanking everyone for coming tonight. Um, we are getting ready for Christmas, as you can see, and Billy the Brownie exhibit will be up uh, for the weekend and beyond through the holidays. And we'll hope to see you here on January 16th for How Dry I Am, Prohibition, Milwaukee. But there will be drinks. <laughs> Thank you.